Welcome to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. It's Bob. If you were asked to rate the accuracy of your memory on a scale of 1 to 10, what rating would you give yourself? Whether you perceive that your memory is fantastic or full of holes, one thing's very clear. Memory is an imperfect tool. How can it be anything else if it's operated by imperfect beings like us? Today, Nick and I talk about the fallibility of our mind sponges and how memories sometimes produce perceptions and opinions rather than delivering objective facts. We are so glad you tuned in. We hope you find this episode memorable. Enjoy. I don't know how we choose to remember what we choose to remember, but I know that, that some choice is being made, whether conscious or unconscious, that this is something we're holding on to in this way. And it's so amazing to me to hear and to see how different situations can be described by different people who are all there at the same time, but looking at it from a quarter turn different perspective. And I think some really excellent novels actually have been written in that way, where um, like the Poisonwood Bible. I don't know if you've ever heard mm-hmm. of this book. Barbara Kingsolver wrote this book about this uh, evangelist preacher who goes into the jungles of Africa to evangelize with his whole family. And it's told from the perspective of each member of his family who are oh, all neat. extremely different. But you're getting the same story told from a completely different perspective. And you're left as the reader to kind of collage it together and figure out what actually happened in that situation. There's enough of a thread of commonality that you can feel it and see the story but there's enough difference that you go this is interesting so i've grown to really believe that my memory is not is not my friend sometimes <laughs> it's, it's going to tell me stories or give me perspectives that are uniquely mine about yeah. different situations uh, last night was actually a good example i came home from a showcase that i felt like i really grossly underperformed in and i reached out to one of my friends who was there uh, who was up in the booth and, and he reached back and said, man, I got a completely different perspective of that experience. I did not see that at all. And I said, well, I felt like I didn't support my team as well as I should have. And I felt like, you know, I was, I was making a lot of foibles. And he said, the foibles were hilarious. That was, he, he said, I thought that was like just you doing physical comedy. That, that's how fun that was. But as far as the other stuff, I didn't see it. And it made me go, oh, okay, so maybe my memory of that situation didn't serve me well there. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I don't know that I'm fabricating things in my brain yet. It's What's going to happen is my kid's going to say to me, no, dad, that didn't happen. Or it didn't happen that way. Or I'll hear my kid I tell a story. That. Yeah. You ever hear your kids tell a story about you and you're like, what? I didn't, I don't remember it that way. My kids never tell stories about me. Oh, we need to change that. I wow. Like that. I don't think, I, I actually, I, I thought I was going to just do a bit there for a second, but I can't remember them. Hey, dad, remember the time you did this? It's always me kind of, hey, remember when we did this or remember when we did that? Yeah. You know what you might need to do? You might need to be silent and let them have the airtime to actually say these things. Maybe they perceive that you raise these issues so much. Uh, they're like, they don't have to. It, they don't have to. And why would I encourage that by adding my own? <laughs> All right, I'd rather this I'd rather this stop than have me be the kindling to more of this. Yeah. Right. And so I I don't know. I really don't know what it is, but it's funny to me that I I don't really don't know how many stories my kids tell about me, but I know there have been some. Yeah. And especially my daughter's a professional storyteller. I actually I'll tell you the truth. I get a little nervous about the stories that she tells about me. <laughs> and here's what it is. Half of it, I worry that her memory of it is not accurate. Half of it is, I worry that her memory of it is, is accurate. accurate. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very Oscar Wilde and type of situation. It's, yeah, it's just that, you know. And I, so I, I, 
you know, I, I will own it. I have to own it because I'm a fallible human being. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard to listen to it and to remember it and to, you know, I had some drinking days when my kids were young uh, where I was drinking watermelon martinis and watched my daughter tell a story, I think she was 12 or 13, about her dad getting tipsy on watermelon martinis. And the thing is, the detail was so perfect of watermelon martinis that I'm like, I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. It's probably tipsy. With the martini and, water. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, I, I, the long, long answer to your question about remembering things is, I'm sure that I've remembered things wrong. I'm hoping that I'm not telling those stories too much. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's me. I'm Nick. Thanks for listening. This is a continuation of a conversation from last week about crabs of all things. A memory that I had of a bunch of fiddler crabs that I'm not sure was real. As my dad gets older and I get older, I'm starting to think about what my kids are going to remember about me. I think most of it will be positive and the negative stuff they can work out in therapy. And I'll make sure this podcast always exists so they can go back and listen to my imperfect memories. Have a great day.